All right, Cyclones fans, I want to take a quick second and talk to you about our friends at Mullins Cheese. We're located right in the center of Wisconsin, and nothing screams Wisconsin more than some cheese, specifically Mullins Cheese. We love cheese in all forms, all shapes, all sizes, and Mullins Cheese has it all. Did you know that you can tell who has the best cheese curds around by the squeak? Well, it's true. And at Mullins Cheese, they pack their cheese curds so that you can heat to squeak. Mullins Cheese isn't going to argue about who has the best cheese curds. They will just let the squeak speak for itself. Make sure you look for new heat to squeak packaging when you visit Mullins Cheese. That's why they say whether you're heading north or heading home, make Mullins a part of your journey. Mullins Cheese located at exit 175 off I-39 in Knowlton. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you for another episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey. And uh, we got some actual pertinent on-ice or future on-ice information to share with you this episode as the NA3 draft happened a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to recap it for you. Um, Now, to preface this, obviously the NA3 draft, um, always hopeful that these guys end up coming and playing in Wausau, but it's certainly not a guarantee. A lot of guys that enter the draft haven't signed a tender, haven't, you know, committed anywhere yet because they think probably um, or they're hopeful that they might end up at a higher level. Um, at, uh, on some NA roster or, or um, USHL roster or, or, roster or uh, some guys maybe go to Canada or possibly go overseas. There's unlimited options, you know, in the game of hockey, as uh, you parents and fans know. So just because a guy was drafted by a certain team in the NA3HL does not guarantee that we're going to see them in that jersey uh, in the upcoming season. So just keep that in mind as we go through the players that the Cyclones did indeed draft. Um, now, we did have, or we were supposed to have a very early pick in the NA3HL draft, but that was traded away for a couple of tenders. I believe it was just tenders and not um, an actual committed player. Uh, so the Cyclones did not pick until the 28th overall pick of round one, where they took Jack Roberts a forward out of Kent School in Illinois. Uh, his 2022-23 season stats, 10 goals and 13 assists in 26 games. So certainly hoping to see Jack Roberts in a Wausau Cyclones jersey. And then it was quite a while again, uh, round two. They didn't pick until the 42nd overall pick where they took Shea Gavin, a defenseman. And what a good name for a defenseman, Shea Gavin, out of Mankato, uh, Mantico, rather, um, East, and uh, that is in Minnesota. I thought it said Mankato here, but it's M-A-N-T-A-K-O, Minnesota. So Shane Gavin recorded 16 goals, 21 assists in 27 games last season. And then just about 10 picks later, also Cyclones take Jack Roberts, a forward out of Chelsea High in Chelsea, Michigan. Listen to this. In 24 games, Roberts 39 goals and 36 assists. 39 goals, 36 assists in just 24 games. And the Wausau Cyclones snag Jack Roberts with the 53rd overall pick. Obviously a point machine last year and would love, love his offensive prowess in the black, white, and yellow. 
uh, here in Wausau. Moving on to round three, 77th overall. We chose Devin McIntyre, the forward out of Chelsea, Michigan. So we go back-to-back Chelsea High teammates. Uh, 38 goals and 33 assists for McIntyre in just 24 games. So I don't know what's in the water over there in Chelsea, but man, oh man, can they put some numbers on the score sheet. So back-to-back picks out of Chelsea High. Moving on to round four, 111th overall, Henry uh, Serafin a forward out of St. Louis University High. He had 18 goals, 19 assists in 44 games last season. And then another fourth round pick to wrap up the draft. We took Trent Benedict, a forward out of Mona Shores High in Michigan. He had 21 goals and 23 assists in 28 games. So uh, I know a lot of numbers there. Feel free to kind of rewind, maybe recap those stats. And of course, this is all available on the Wasa Cyclones website, wasacyclones.com. Under the news tab, you can just click on the NA3HL draft recap and uh, everything will be laid out there for you as well. Coach Nathan Oystrick says, we are happy and excited about the amount of talent we were able to acquire through the NA3HL draft. Each player we drafted brings an element of skill that would help our organization immensely, and we are hopeful that we will have the opportunity to watch them all play in a Cyclones jersey. Uh, so some uh, definitely some hopeful words there from head coach Nathan Oystrick. And again, you can kind of see all this on WausauCyclones.com. If you so desire next uh, next episode, a couple weeks from now, we will be recapping um, what the roster kind of looks like so far as far as committed guys. So those signed tenders, maybe some guys that have already committed to coming back. We'll take a a look at kind of um, what the, uh, I guess, outline of the Wasa Cyclones roster kind of looks like uh, here very, very early on in the offseason. So that's coming up in just a a couple of weeks on our next episode. Uh, But we do have a little bit more news here before we move on to my conversation with Zach Surway. A lot of new information with Zach as well, so make sure you're sticking around for that one. Uh, But we have a goalie coach now for the first time in Wausau uh, junior hockey history. A goalie coach will be a full-time part of the coaching staff. His name is Taylor Carey. And uh, he is going to be coaching the goaltenders through video and on-ice sessions. He will also assist in player development, player recruiting, and game practice strategy. So he was brought on as a coach and a scout. And he has um, uh, a wealth of knowledge, says Coach Oystrick. Uh, He's worked um, with people at the NCAA level, the AHL level. You can read a lot more about uh, new coach Taylor Carey also on WassaCyclones.com right under that news tab. Uh, Pretty extensive statements made by uh, Nathan Oystrick as well as the ownership group. And then you can read the statement uh, from Actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to read you uh, Carey's statement himself. He says, I'm excited for the opportunity to build something special in Wausau this upcoming year with the staff and ownership group. I can't wait to get there and meet the goalies, team, staff, fans, and community. So those were Taylor Carey's thoughts. And if you'd like to hear Nathan Oystrick's thoughts, as well as the ownership group, you can do so under the news tab on WausauCyclones.com. So as I promised you, 
Next uh, episode, we're going to take an in-depth look at what the roster kind of looks like for now. Hopefully, it'll eventually for sure include some of those guys that we just rattled off in the NA3 draft. As I mentioned, great conversation with Zach Surway coming up. Let you know how you can win some tickets this year coming up at the Wisconsin Valley Fair. Also giving you a behind-the-scenes look at how the promo schedule and the home schedule gets built. We talk a little NHL, lottery draft, and uh, a couple other random things as well. So don't go anywhere. Zach Surway coming up right after this. Thanks for listening as always. And uh, make sure you're following the Wausau Cyclones across your favorite social media at Wausau Cyclones. I, of course, am still on Twitter at Sentholes on Sport. And uh, I guess that's all we got for you until a couple weeks from now. Zach Sarway coming up right after this. At Precision Body and Frame, customer satisfaction is based on years of experience. As our customer, you will receive the finest quality repairs available. We are ready and willing to answer all of your questions concerning repair or estimating process. Our professional staff will assist you with your insurance company and claims handling procedures. Visit precisionbodyandframe.com for more details on all the services offered. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. And uh, Zach, as we move deeper into some, well, I guess we're only, you know, about a week into May here, but uh, finally starting to get a couple warm days and uh, pretty soon here going to be summer. Um, kind of want to give people a, a little bit of a look into the back end of the off-season work that goes in on your end of things. You know, we talked to the coaches quite a bit about uh, how their, you know, off-season is really uh, just a lot of recruiting, a lot of talking to players, uh, a lot of coaching stuff. But from a business standpoint and an operations standpoint, you're a pretty guy, pretty busy guy in the off season as well. And uh, something that takes a lot of effort, a lot of coordination with the league, with other teams is building that home schedule. And I know that uh, last episode we kind of alluded to when the home opener might be, but give us a little look, uh, inside look as to how all of these home games get lined up and how the schedule as a whole is kind of built. Yeah, certainly. So, of course, we have 22 regular season home games every single year and uh, then 22 road games and, of course, three at the, the showcase on the on neutral ice in, in Blaine, Minnesota. So how it works for us, um, actually just got inserted a couple weeks ago uh, where we submit 30 total dates to the NA3HL. Of those 30 dates, what they are is essentially dates that we do have availability at our facility to play a home game. Um, and then once all the other teams, of course, submit those uh, 30 dates as well. And uh, that begins the schedule process of going through and uh, lining up all the, all the schedules in, in coordination with, uh, with all the other teams and, and their facility uses. So it certainly can be uh, a challenging process for the for the teams on uh, you know obviously every single team in the division has different wants and, and needs to uh, for their their home dates and what they feel like is a good date for them. Um, obviously, the the goal on the business side is to to maximize the the revenue for those twenty two home gates. So it's a uh, very important and uh, a lot of work goes in on the, the behind the scenes thing. 
to, to make it all work and um, get everything locked in. Yeah. And that's why, you know, sometimes uh, we talk for multiple episodes in a row about, well, we, we can almost let you know when the home opener is going to be. We can let you know this and that because uh, it's not completely, you know, in our hands. And like you just said, it's it's a huge, huge process uh, with a lot of teams and a lot of coordination. So we like to let our fans know as soon as we know, but uh, we only know as soon as we know if that makes any sense. So yeah. uh, I know uh, quite the uh, uh, process goes in the back end. And uh, I'm sure, you know, you've been doing it for years and years now. So I'm sure you've kind of got, you know, what what you're in control of kind of down pat here, but mm-hmm. still got to wait for the league and and uh, and wait for everything to be settled. But as always, our promise to you here at the Wausau Cyclones, there will not be any home uh any home games any wausau cyclones hockey in wausau uh that opening weekend of deer season those are very precious days to <laughs> us here to everybody in this uh area of the state so uh as always i believe uh that tradition will continue throughout the year but looking forward to the schedule and of course with the home schedule becomes uh the promo dates you know zach we don't let a mm-hmm. single home game go by without doing something for our fans uh, so what about the promo schedule? Do you typically start lining those up maybe in, in a in a timeline order in your head and then you start to assign dates? Do you have to kind of work with our um, promotions, uh, you know, the, the sponsors and stuff like that to see what dates might work with them? How does the promo schedule get kind of set up? Yeah, so the, the promo schedule that really once we get our um, – our schedule uh, made up. I mean, certainly as of right now with us, where we stand in early May, we've submitted those 30 dates. So obviously we know that they're, we're going to play 22 of those at home. So it gives us a pretty good layout of, of where our uh, promos are going to land. And and certainly as we're uh, at the time right now, where we're in those conversations of working with the, the sponsors that, you know, had a certain promotional night last night or, or last year, I should say, and uh, adjusting, um, you know, potentially something new or, or looking at things uh, a little bit differently. And of course, here you have new sponsors that come on on board as well. And um, I mean, I think the, the really the main goal is of the promotional schedule too is um, to continue to highlight, you know, things that are obviously doing really well, um, like the the corgi and wiener dog races. And then also um, enhance on, on things that we can improve on as well uh, throughout the course of the season. But I mean, speaking of the, the promotional schedule, as you know, Jake, I mean, we really do put together um, a, a fantastic promotional schedule. But it's still at the same time, you have to do a um, you want to take into account that you want to keep, always keep things fresh. And um, you'll see over the over the years, too, with different promotional nights um you see them grow over the years a, a good example last year i would say was that halloween trick-or-treat game where you know year one it was it was a good promotion it, i want i want to label it necessarily as you know great um you know off the wall type of night but we get to this year uh that second home game of the year and it's you know, we had kids uh, line basically almost goal line to goal line in costumes and um, a lot of people participating. So those are the exciting things to, to see as you're building that promotional schedule here in, uh, in May and in, into June. Yeah, and that night in particular and all the really the early season uh, promo nights and giveaway nights, 
we hit the ground running, you know, like you alluded to. That was the second home game of the year last year. So uh, people, you know, uh, were, were ready to go and brought the energy to the rink. And uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, the Cyclones won that game, I believe. Uh, so all in all, a, a pretty fun night. And I'm looking forward to uh, even more competition competition in the uh, dress-up. Uh, last, year's, last year's three guys uh, that dressed up as the Hanson brothers is going to be pretty tough to beat. Uh, hopefully they return as uh, reigning champions and, and see who the challenges challengers are this year. Certainly looking forward to that night and everything else that we have planned. Um, and Zach, if somebody is out there listening, maybe hasn't partnered with us in the past, but likes the sound of things, maybe wants to get in on their own promo night. There's all, only so many to go around. So would you recommend acting fast, getting a hold of you? How would somebody kind of go about that? Yeah, I mean, certainly we have pretty limited inventory going into to next season in terms of some of those relationships, uh, which is a, is a certainly a good problem for us to to have on our end. Um, if you know, if you're a, a business owner listening or or know someone else that you know is looking to to get out in the in the marketing space uh, within Marathon County and beyond, you can just go to our website, uh, wasacyclones.com backslash sponsors. And uh, fill out a form there, um, and we'll uh, reach back out and con- contact you and schedule a time to uh, to sit down and, and learn about what your goals are and, and how those could could match up uh, with the with the goals of the Cyclones. Yeah, always love uh, working with and bringing on new sponsors. So uh, hopefully somebody hears this and takes us up on it, and uh, we can form a great new partnership. Um, uh, but in addition to that, Zach, something that everybody around here looks forward to every single year is fair season. Can't get enough of, uh, you know, county fairs, everything uh, around this uh, area during the summer. And um, definitely can't get enough of the Wisconsin Valley Fair. And I know we're going to be giving away some tickets again this year. Uh, details as to how you win those tickets will be coming up in uh, very near future episodes. But Zach, what do we know so far about the Wisconsin Valley Fair ticket promotion? Yeah, I'm pretty excited uh, to uh, have this coming in for another year. We partnered with the uh, Wisconsin Valley Fair. Um, again, we'll have a, a booth uh, at the fair during the, the five days long from August 1st to the 6th is the, the dates this season. Um, they got a, a couple of good performing X coming um, to central Wisconsin. I'll say um, they definitely, I feel like stuck in the, the right uh, demographic of the people of Marathon County. They have country star uh, Jimmy Allen, who's new on the scene, but he has um, a couple of hit songs going on ready for him. He's the, the fair opener on August 1st. Uh, then August 2nd is Rick uh, Springfield. I'll be honest, Jake. I, I don't know who that one is. Um, and then August 3rd is uh, Jody Messina um, as well, another country act. So, um, like you said, we'll be uh, getting out those details on how people can end up winning those tickets uh, to those grandstand performances. But definitely um, pleased to be working with the fair again this season. And as we know, we we share, uh, share the, the rink with them and then the... Ice barn, it literally does turn into a, a barn for that one week in August. So um, <laughs> hopefully hopefully they uh, um, everything goes well with the fair and there's uh, really high attendance and we're hoping to uh, 
uh, create some good memories for people to uh, to win those concert tickets coming up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I'm almost positive you know who Rick Springfield is. I grew up, my mom loved him, so I, I certainly know who he is. But he sings a little song called Jesse's Girl. Don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, he's also uh, the uh, orchestrator of I've Done Everything For You, Don't Talk To Strangers, a couple other big 80s hits. So uh, put some put some respect on Rick Springfield's name. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he, uh, he's going to put on a great show, I'm quite sure. So if I could pick any show to go to, I, you might just have to find me at that one. There you go. There you go. I think all of those three, I'm probably going to go with Jimmy Allen. Um for sure, just because he's a he's a new up up and comer, and I wouldn't um, I wouldn't doubt it if in a couple of years here he's one of those bigger guys that are um, performing some on some stadium tours um, like a Morgan Wallen upcoming. So he's a young kid and um, just definitely has some hits going already so far. Yeah, the smaller music festivals, music venues around here are great at catching those acts, you know, early in their career. Um, uh, so, yeah, certainly uh, going to be a, a great show no matter who you end up seeing. And again, don't forget to uh, continue to tune into the podcast here. We'll let you know how you can win those tickets here coming up in the next number of weeks. Uh, so that's going to be coming up uh, in a few months in early August. Um, but to start off the summer, early on in the summer, we got our prospect camps. So just want to remind everybody listening out there, uh, maybe potential players who are, are uh, checking out the podcast, wondering how you can kind of, you know, but maybe potentially work your way into a roster spot here. These prospect camps, Zach, probably a, a pretty good way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, we certainly get uh, a number of different emails under our website all the time with players, you know, looking for, for teams and, and wanting to learn how they can get in front of the, the coaching staff to, to try out for the team. Well, this is a perfect way to do that um, upcoming. So we'll be heading back to uh, Colorado uh, upcoming on June 2nd to the 4th. We'll be in Littleton, Colorado for that camp. And then the following weekend, we'll be over in Midland, Michigan uh, at the Midland Civic Ice Arena, uh, June 9th through the 11th. So if you're a uh, Potential uh, prospect that is listening to this podcast, um, you can just head to wassellcyclones.com backslash prospects. And uh, there's a contact form on there if you want to get in touch with the coaches. And then also there's a separate tab that um, is labeled prospect camps. And right there you can can sign up and choose what camp you want to come to. Um, and certainly there is a limited capacity on both those camps so you want to uh, address that here rather soon as uh they're coming up really quick yeah as with anything you know we always tell you show up to the games early if you want a giveaway sign up uh early if you want a spot at the prospect camp so always act quick uh a good thing to uh, kind of just a rule of thumb here um for you junior hockey players and fans uh and zach of course you know these guys they're trying their best, trying everything they can to get noticed, get a, a roster spot. Eventually, the goal is to become the number one overall pick in the NHL draft, right? And that's exactly what Connor Bedard uh, probably set himself up for tonight. I don't know if you checked out any of the um, uh, NHL um, uh, draft show. Uh, of course, they do the ping pong balls. I think the NHL was the originator of the ping pong ball thing. 
Um, he's looks like he's going to be a Blackhawk, which I'm not a huge fan of. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because there's three teams he I really wanted him to go to. I would have loved to see him play in Montreal. Uh, with those just young, incredible uh, talent uh, up there. Of course, Cole Caulfield and, and many others uh, would have been awesome. I would have liked to see him go to the Anaheim Ducks, who ended up with the second pick to play with Trevor Zegras. And I also would have liked him to see him go to the Arizona Coyotes because could you imagine, you know, they're playing in a building that hardly hold, holds 500 people now. And uh, if they would have gotten, you know, the number one prospect in a long, long time, definitely since Connor McDavid, I would love to see how much those tickets went for, what those kind of uh, crowds would be like, how rowdy they got. Those were the three teams I wanted to see them go to, and somehow the Blackhawks claw their way into the first overall pick. Um, I believe Holy Baker winner Adam Fantilli going to go second overall to the Ducks. Uh, but, man, Chicago pretty much the one team I didn't want to see Bedard go to. Yeah, you and me both, whether it's uh, NFL uh, NBA or NHL never like to see those Chicago teams uh, get the the benefits of uh, of good luck. So um, maybe Gary Bettman um, had a thumb on the scale a little bit. Who knows? Well, I mean, there was some pretty big controversy because you know, as you know, or anybody that watches it, they they flip over. They say you know the number five pick. They flip it over. It belongs to the Montreal Canadiens. Whatever. Um, so they were going into their last commercial tease and they were going to announce the top three when they came back. And then the announcer, I believe it was Kevin Weeks uh, is what I was seeing uh, as they're going to commercial break goes, Oh, well, Columbus dropped into the third spot. So that means it'll be Anaheim or Chicago getting the number one pick. When we come back, they hadn't revealed the third overall pick. I don't really think it's a conspiracy. I think they probably do it ahead of time off screen, but yeah. Apparently people have a problem with that. Uh, and uh, so there was some controversy already. And, you know, uh, uh, Batman just seems to be a little bit of a magnet for that. So uh, it'll be interesting. But, man, they got rid of Patrick Kane a whole, what, eight weeks ago or something like that. And now they got Bedard coming into town. I, I don't like it, but I guess, uh, you know, good for Chicago. They need something something going for them, I guess. So Certainly. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to kind of put my little two cents out there because I heard the whole thing driving home and I haven't gotten to talk to anybody about it yet. So I uh, figured I'd let my frustrations out here. Could you imagine Bedard on the Canadians? Man, that would have been something special. But anyway, Zach, uh, I know it is getting late, so I will let you go. Um, nice. It's been good talking to you. feels like it's been a while, but uh, we're going to be, you know, having episodes at regular intervals here moving on all the way through. Uh, the off season now. So uh, happy to be back and looking forward to talking to you in a couple weeks. Go clones. Go clones. That is director of business operations for the Wasa Cyclone, Zach Surway. Whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or promotional products, Four Seasons Screen Printing is here for you. They provide a small shop feel with the capability of high volume production and very fast turnaround times. Learn more today at fourseasonsmarathon.com.